Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. If you're a seeker, don't miss the inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening, Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder Sandra Cochran's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers throughout the Americas. Sandy's initiations across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt, combined with her knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth, influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private readings, sacred international journeys, a meditative CD, and her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate your earthwalk and create a deeper connection to yourself. Find this and more at her website, starwalkervisions.com. Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecki is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Gwilda Wiecki's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Science of Magic or endorsed in any manner by Gwilda Wiecki, Relmar McConnell Media Company, its affiliated networks, stations, or employees.
Welcome to the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, a program dedicated to uncovering the unified nature of reality and humanity's ever-evolving place as truly galactic beings. For more information on the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, visit us online at www.thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome to the Science of Magic, a program combining the science and magic of today's leading topics to co-create new solutions and promote evolutionary thinking. We're coming to you through the leader in responsible paranormal and alternative science programming, the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, and can also be found on our website, thescienceofmagic.net. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring invisible power. I sat by the stream as my teacher had instructed, watching the water flow over a stone. While its top was mostly above water, its base nestled in the sand of the stream bed. As the flow surged, it completely covered the rock in a gentle caress before the stone resurfaced, glistening wet in the sunshine. You are of the element water, Wiyaka, the Lakota elder informed me. Water is of spirit and will guide your use of power. Learn to use it well. I'd been there for several hours and was no more edified than when I first sat down. Finally, the old man rejoined me. So what have you learned? he inquired. Uh, the rock is winning? He picked up a stone from the ground in one withered brown hand and gently tossed it into the stream. The water rippled briefly before swallowing the rock and going on its way, gurgling downstream, unaffected by the interruption. What do you see under the rock? Sand? And where do you suppose the sand came from? He threw over his shoulder as he left me to ponder some more. I was getting totally frustrated, not to mention sunburned, when he returned once again. He had a stone in his hand that he'd picked up from the adjacent hillside. What's the difference between this rock and the one in the stream? He questioned, putting the rough little stone in my hand. It appeared to be of the same material and color as the one I'd been observing in the stream but its surface was rough, while the one on the stream was smooth. I shared my observation. What do you suppose made it that way, he asked, indicating the stone in the water, as he left me once again. Eventually the warm sun and gurgling stream lulled me into an altered state, where I started seeing things differently. The stone seemed stubborn and unmovable where it sat in the water, the stream accommodating as it washed around and over it. Maybe my power would be better if it were of the element earth, like the rock, rather than of the water, I shared, when my teacher once again returned. Come, he instructed. I walked behind him for quite some time until we came across a section of land washed away by a flash flood. The bank was eroded and trees uprooted. The entire stream had changed its course. He turned to me and took my hand, which still held the rock he'd given me. Opening my hand to expose the rock, he quietly stated, Like this stone, the earth is in the palm of your hand. Never doubt your power, Wiyaka, or you will misuse it. Over forty years after his death, the little stone still resides, wrapped in red cloth at the bottom of my jewelry box. In the modern world, we understand so little about power. 
were driven to be powerful in order to overpower. Bigger weapons, louder voices, aggression and bullying have become the norm. We try to dominate each other and the planet to the point we're running the risk of destroying everything in our sight and much beyond. Yet the gentle, relentless little stream smooths the rock until it falls as sand. The thrown stone sinks under the surface, virtually unnoticed, as the stream makes its way to the ocean. Our guest this hour, David T. Nicole, Ph.D., is the author of Subtle Activism, The Inner Dimension of Social and Planetary Transformation, and the co-founder and executive director of the Gaia Field Project, an institute for subtle activism. He is also co-founder of Be the Peace, one of the world's largest global meditation and events that occurs annually on the International Day of Peace, September 21st. He teaches on subtle activism in the Philosophy, Cosmetology, and Consciousness program at the California Institute of Integral Studies, for the Shift Network, and for the Institute of Subtle Activism. After this commercial break, I'll introduce David, and together we'll sit by the stream and contemplate the most profound power of all, the invisible power of spirit. This is the power that can change our world, so please stay with us. You're listening to The Science of Magic, thescienceofmagic.net. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Www 
take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. back. This is the Science of Magic, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. I'm your host, Glilda Wiecka. There's much evidence we're currently entering a phase of spiritual evolution. An extremely important subject during these times is the invisible power of spirit and how to responsibly and consciously wield it to help transform our world. With us today to explore this topic is David T. Nicole, the author of Subtle Activism, The Inner Dimension of Social and Planetary Transformation, and the co-founder and executive director of the Gaia Field Project, the Institute for Subtle Activism. David's website, GaiaField.net. That's G-A-I-A-F-I-E-L-D dot N-E-T. David, thank you so much for joining us on The Science of Magic. Thanks, Gwilda. It's really a pleasure to be here. I understand you're formerly an environmental lawyer from Australia. How did you get involved in subtle activism? Well, it's been a long journey, uh, one where I was following my nose for many years uh, with just an intuition that I was called to try to find a way to build a bridge between my uh, inner spiritual path, which I'd been on for many years, and this calling I felt to... Uh, bring that wisdom into the outer world, especially into the world of social, political transformation. Uh, And it was, um, you know, I followed many different threads. I was uh, got engaged in a presidential campaign uh, of Dennis Kucinich in 2004. And um, in that campaign, uh, some friends of mine and I launched a series of global meditations to support the campaign because it was very uh, explicitly running on a, uh, a worldview of interdependence and uh, it was bringing up a lot of uh, spiritual people out of the woodwork. Uh, and that event really uh, changed something in me where I just saw the profound power of uh, aligning um, these different threads of meaning where we had people all around the world uh, in something like 78 different countries uh, engaged with uh, the depth of meditation and leveraging it for something as important and profound as a presidential campaign. And so that was a very key event that sparked uh, something in me where I saw how profound it could be if we, if we could bring those dimensions together. And, you know, ever since then, this, this path that I call subtle activism has emerged as a, as a way of engaging uh, our world uh, that's, that's deeply consistent with our 
uh, inner spiritual principles and actually applies the power of our uh, practice together. Um, yeah, so, you know, so, we, yeah. so we start on the same page. Would you mind defining subtle activism? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I call subtle activism the use of consciousness-based practices like meditation and prayer and ritual uh, for collective transformation uh, to distinguish it from the usual application of those principles for personal change and personal awakening. So in, in a sense, it's a very simple idea. It's taking the, the, the power of our uh, spiritual practices <clears throat> and applying it to the collective rather than to the personal. Uh, so that can take many different forms, uh, but you know, it's it's and, and you know, in many ways, it's a very ancient idea that shamanic cultures have uh, had uh, from the beginning of time. But now, times, our modern times, it's in some ways a new idea. So uh, that's how I define it. So I understand it's kind of a consciousness-based practice. Can you go into that part for us a little? Yeah, so I define it broadly as any consciousness-based practice. So it could be meditation, it could be prayer, it could be ritual, ceremony, it could be ecstatic dance, it could be, um, you know, Reiki. Uh, the the intention is to create a broad umbrella uh, concept that will encourage people to bring their creativity to this idea that you know there are many many different healing modalities many many different uh, consciousness based spiritual modalities available today and if we can start to think about how can we apply them not just for our own personal awakening but for our collective awakening then that's what I consider the heart of subtle activism so you're basically using group agreement to focus spiritual power uh, towards a goal uh, that's that's definitely the area that I'm most interested in. Is I, I'm very passionate uh, about the particular power that coherent groups have to uh, affect change in the collective. I think that we're discovering today that when we can uh, align groups in a very uh, deep, uh, unified intention. Uh, and to come together at, in, in, a, in, a, in depth, uh, that the powers we have, the capacities, the spiritual capacities we have as a group um, are you know, so much greater than what we have as an individual and that they can actually uh, affect change in the collective because the, the group itself is like a, a miniature uh, version of the society and so it can um, buy a, a form of resonance. Uh, bring change into the collective. This this could be a sticky widget because it's almost like casting a spell in a way, isn't it? So how do you work with permission? How do you know that you're not overstepping the bounds of um, you know what's proper and right, and not imposing our imp- um, intention on others? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we 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 work consciously with permission. Um, I mean, it depends what your intentions are. Like, there is definitely a principle from distant healing work when you're working with individuals uh, to ask permission before you engage in that work. Um, um, In the work that we do, if we're working with specific places, um, for example, um, you know, we did a practice a couple of years ago when the climate change conference was taking place in Paris, and we had people all around the world uh, gathered in a meditation to uh, support the highest and best outcome of that event. 
and we asked permission from the local spirits associated with where the conference was taking place to work with them uh, to you know, support um, the, the event going in a good way. Uh, so that's an example where we would ask for permission. Um, you know, we're, not, we're intersecting with the public arena, and so in some ways there there is a um, you know it feels like there is an implicit permission because we are the people to be able to interact with these uh, uh, situations and uh, phenomena like like the U.S. Uh, um, Congress, for example, it's it's of the people, and so we feel like we, you know, um, there's an implicit permission that we can participate in shaping that reality, uh, but we do ask for permission where it's appropriate. Well, my shamanic ears just went up. Do you have a background in indigenous studies like shamanism? Um, partly, that's part. I mean, I did my my PhD in um, uh, in a program that looked at many different traditions, uh, including shamanism. I have a strong resonance with that realm and have uh, you know, met and worked with many indigenous teachers. So it's a strong part of my path for sure. Very nice. You know, it seems like we're, we're throwing our um, uh, spiritual power around unconsciously all the time anyway. Do you see it that way? Is this is just bringing it more conscious and cohesive? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a... Uh, that's a common I- idea, which I uh, agree with. That uh, we're using our intention, as you say, um, all the time. We're sending out things into the collective all the time. Uh, can be um, unconscious, can be um, problematic in many ways, and so uh, w- w- it's like understanding the principles of how we co-create reality at the ma- most foundational level, uh, and coming together. This is why I, I do see the. The, the the benefit of working as a group because the group field can tend to balance each other out. You know, it's less likely to have these sort of uh, wayward magicians, if you like. Um, when you have when you have a group, uh, the ethics of the group tends to um, balance each other out, and we we come into alignment with what's in the highest good. So basically, you're kind of filtering out personal agenda when you're working in a group? Yes. Uh, I mean, we're all people, so we're contributing to the intention, but there's a way that I've found that um, the, the, the group has many different perspectives within it, and it tends to balance out any, uh, any personal ambitions and, and you know, any negativity that could come in in that way. So um, you said you asked permission of the land, of, of, the, of the elements and everything when you're working. Does that help us? Because, you know, we, we might have ideas of what, you know, climate change needs to look like, but yeah. we don't have the big picture. So right. does, that, does that help us operate within what needs to happen, given to best mm-hmm. serve all concerned? Yeah, the way that we tend to practice is, you know, we, we ground ourselves in, uh, in different aspects of reality we ground our awareness in the earth itself we ground our awareness in the great mystery the 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 infinite dimension of spirit and we work with uh, those sacred realities to be in alignment with them and so it's it's not so much just bringing our personal will and intention but it's opening for what wants to come through for the highest good of all Um, so that's how it's it's, it's both a combination of 
our role as human participants in the system, uh, but also in alignment with these greater realities that we're a part of. So it sounds like it would actually empower your intent as long as you're cooperating with the powers that be. Is that, is that part of it? Yes, yes. It's, it's like listening. Part of the process, I believe, is listening for what is the intention that is most in alignment with the divine will um, and, and, and then um, occupying our role as human participants in, in that system and transmitting that will. But, you know, I think it's a whole deep art of um, how, you know, it's a profound process for how we do empty ourselves enough to become, to listen deeply enough to hear what is wanting to happen in any given situation. We have about a minute left, but it sounds to me like you're not only combining group um, intent to affect a change, but also uh, open to the input of the way life works uh, and learning from that? Yeah, really it's like we create a portal. The group becomes a, a portal or a channel for the flow of divine energies and will. Uh, and uh, so it's not so much about just... Uh, you know, developing through our minds what we think should happen. It's become very, becoming um, aligned as a group with these greater forces, and, and we become this portal that allows the inner energies to flow through into the outer world. So it's a two-way, two-way street there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty fascinating, pretty fascinating. So I'd really like to go more into this and where all activism, uh, subtle activism can be practiced on the other side of this commercial break. David and I will return to our discussion on the flip side, so don't you folks dare go away. We're coming to you through the Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't miss the other fine shows and hosts on xzbn.net. My personal favorite is Rob McConnell's Exxon. You're listening to The Science of Magic, your resource for creative solutions in a changing world. www.thescienceofmagic.net. You stay right there. We'll be back. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, 
Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at... Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, a place where magic and science come together to promote enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. We cover what's hot for in-depth exploration of leading-edge subjects from numerous authorities and viewpoints. Join our email family to receive our topic-driven episode collections at thescienceofmagic.net. 
the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonabello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Our guest this hour is David T. Nicole, the author of Subtle Activism, The Inner Dimension of Social and Planetary Transformation. David, we were going to touch in on where all we can use subtle activism. Where all is it being practiced? I mean, it's a growing art. It's a growing... um, phenomenon. There's many different organizations emerging. Uh, my organization, Gaia Field Project, uh, we offer monthly global shift meditations in conjunction with the Shift Network, for example. Uh, we offer meditations on the full moon in conjunction with uh, the Earth Treasure Vase Global Healing Project, and uh, we're o- o- often offering classes in subtle activism throughout the year. So, um, you know, if people go to my website, GaiaField.net, then there's many ways that they can participate. Fantastic. How does subtle activism differ from the more aggressive forms that we're used to? Mm-hmm. Well, the emphasis in subtle activism is really on, as we've been saying, the use of, of consciousness-based practices themselves as a subtle form of action. So, you know, I definitely see subtle activism in the lineage of um you know, more spiritually inspired approaches to activism like Martin Luther King and Mahatma Gandhi and some of these, you know, legendary figures. Um, the specific focus that I have is on uh, is on subtle activism as a method, uh, not just an ideal or a principle, but a method to infuse into these social movements the the power and wisdom of spirituality so uh you know we are focusing on the practices themselves um not as the only thing of course that people need to do not as a replacement for the you know the physical acts that people need to engage in but as a very crucial component of a more holistic approach to social change so uh you know standing rock has been a recent i think excellent example where at the core of their activities was a lot of prayer and a lot of ceremony, and that built a kind of spiritual power in that movement. And then, of course, they did engage in terms of showing up on the front line, but they showed up with this sort of you know, spiritual and moral power, which you know, in the end was extremely effective. So it's an example. Yeah, it was amazing to watch. What's, yeah. the, sci- what's the science behind the practice? How does it work energetically? Mm-hmm. Well, 
You know, in, in, the, in the book I did, I did a lot of research into the scientific evidence. Uh, so there's, there's, there's evidence and then there's the theories of how it, should, of how it works. Uh, I mean, in terms of um, how it works, what, uh, there's, there's many different theories that are being proposed to uh, explain how you know, we are not separate. Uh, we are on deeper levels of consciousness. We are connected. Uh, so, you know, in Western culture, there's been theories from, you know, Carl Jung's idea of the collective unconscious, that place where, you know, our psyches are connected at a deeper level. Or there's been David Bohm's uh, in physics putting forth his theory of the implicate order, this this uh, in this place uh, that underneath the ex- explicate order there arises from the implicate order uh, phenomenon, you know, where things are intrinsically interconnected. Uh, and then there's Rupert Sheldrake's idea of morphic fields, these invisible fields that you know he brought through from from biology, studying how species uh, develop their, their forms. Uh, so, that, so in various fields, there's been this, this notion that we really are not as separate as we appear on the surface, and that in um, coming together in, this, in, this, in consciousness, uh, planting a seed at the subtlest level of intention, uh, that that can... Um, in, in a very quantum sense, uh, initiate a change that ripples out to the more surface levels of consciousness. So we feel like we're we're actually interacting at the very causal level in uh, supporting uh, these these intentions or this this form of awareness to become available to, throughout the whole field of consciousness that connects us all. It's fun to watch it come back together. Our guest this hour is David T. Nicole, author of The Subtle Activism, The Inner Dimension of Social and Planetary Transformation. David's website is GaiaField.net. David, what's to change the subject just a little for a bit, what's the Maharashi effect, and how does the research support the idea of subtle activism? Yeah, so the Maharishi effect is, is um, what the named after... Um, <clears throat> the founder of the TM movement, Transcendental Meditation, who had this intuition uh, back in the late 60s that if 1% of the population engaged in Transcendental Meditation, that you would see tangible uh, differences in terms of uh, social harmony in any particular region. And they put that to the test. And in the early 70s, they looked at uh, cities in America that had in fact reached uh, where 1% of the population was practicing TM. And they found that indeed uh, there, there was there, you know, scientifically provable statistics that showed that in those cities, crime rates went down compared with other controlled cities uh, where crime rates continued to rise. Uh, and so that, that uh, phenomenon has now been tested in you know, over 40 studies. It's very well tested. Um, what they found since then is that it's even more powerful when you have a group of meditators in the same place. Uh, and in fact, they revised their formula so that when when it's a group of meditators in one place, 
the threshold number is actually the square root of 1% in any given city that needs to uh, be in that, in that state of consciousness to see change throughout that city. So, uh, you know, the, the research actually holds up to analysis, and they've been published in many peer-reviewed journals. Uh, and it's very interesting because it tells us that, you know, it's, it's achievable. The, the, the numbers that we need to get together, you know, it, we don't need to have everyone involved. We need to have a certain critical mass that can shift consciousness. Uh, and so, for example, if for the United States of America, that number is uh, I believe it's 1,750 uh, is the critical mass. Uh, so you start to think in those terms and you think, you know, mm, this is more achievable. Yes, more doable. What a what a voice of hope in the wilderness that is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it looks so insurmountable if we don't realize the fact that it doesn't, consciousness, if we have people getting together in consciousness, it takes much less than a bunch of us battering around unconsciously. Well, it, and it's also a question of leverage points. So this is, I think, a very important concept. And uh, there was a, a systems theorist, Donella Meadows, who uh, came out with this analysis several years ago that was very relevant for activists. Uh, and the idea is that when we're engaging in complex systems, uh, you need to be aware of where are the leverage points to bring the, the greatest amount of change in a system. So a lot of activists are putting most of their energy into shifting you know, particular uh, pieces of legislation, for example, that are coming through. And those kinds of things are actually not very um, powerful leverage points in the whole system. They, they might be, you know, everything's important, but if we want to shift the system, you want to be working at the level of you know, shifting the paradigm on which the system is based or even deeper than that, which I think is where we're operating, is um, you know you're you're shifting the very consciousness out of which the paradigm arises. Uh, and so when you're working at those deeper leverage points in a system, then you're bringing much more profound levels of change, and you have it's much a much more you know strategic and efficient use of your your time and energy. So, David, do you use shamanic skills or divination to find those leverage points as well as just mentally calculating them out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, that's part of what we do. A lot of our work is about creating collective spiritual intelligence in the groups that we work with. And through that process, we... Uh, together tune in to guidance about you know where are we meant to put our attention uh, for example uh, and so in that sense we're uh, listening for the signs as to you know uh, where yeah where are we being called where are we being guided to uh, place our collective spiritual attention uh, so it, it does work in that way so this, the question begs asking, who is the spirit that we're consulting? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I mean, that's a kind of a profound question, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, um, um, I think that there are personally, I mean, that there's like a whole cosmology that that brings up in terms of the spiritual dimensions. Uh, you know, we tend to listen both to the the um 
you know, what I would call the the ultimate mystery, the deep creative source of all, the 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 uh, um, you know the infinite realm, um, the creator. Uh, but then also, you know, in my cosmology, I'm open to that wisdom coming through many different channels. So, for for example, uh, I mean, I happen to be personally drawn to the intelligence of nature a lot. Uh, and so, you know, listening to the earth itself, listening to the guidance from, um, you know, I live near a, a big redwood forest and it's a place where I get a lot of guidance when I'm, when I'm listening. Uh, you know, there's uh, opening up to um, subtler, subtler levels of subtler realms where guidance can come in terms of, um, you know, I believe that there are these these um, sort of emissaries of the divine that can be found at different levels. Um, um, so, you know, I think there are many different levels, but um, that they're ultimately aligned in, you know, one divine source. So basically, you're using the elements or nature to connect with where everything is connected together? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would uh, I agree with that, yeah. And isn't that really basically what all the spiritual practices are about, is a way to get back there? Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you know, um, <clears throat> I'm a big believer at the moment in the need especially to connect with earth-centered uh, spirituality so that we can um, remember again the, the sacred dimensions of the earth. Remembering, yeah. I, rem- I love that. We're going to have to take a break. David and I will be back shortly, so don't leave us now. This is the Science of Magic, thescienceofmagic.net, your resource to altruistic professionals of science and esoteric working to create common ground for the betterment of our world. We're in this together. Your thoughts are very important. If you have any comments or topics of interest to suggest, please email me at info at thescienceofmagic.net. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. 
It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? I'm Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and on The Secret to Everything, we will merge the practical with open investigation into all realms of the mysterious. We will talk to cutting-edge alternative health practitioners, those who inspire and motivate you in business and life, and of course, we will share stories of the paranormal, conspiracy, and cryptozoology. You will transform because of the frequency I carry, the frequencies my guests carry. Life may never be the same after you listen to this program. For the secret to everything is for you, the listener. For those who desire more in every area of their lives and believe that it can still be found. Listen and discover thesecrettoeverything.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500 plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. You're listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. What's up in your world? Email me at info at thescienceofmagic.net and suggest a topic that's on your mind. You're probably not the only one interested. 
Our guest this hour is David T. Nicole, the author of Subtle Activism, The Inner Dimension of Social and Planetary Transformation. David, it would appear the times they are changing. What do you see going on out there? (laughs) Indeed. So we're definitely living in interesting times. Um, I feel like we've been propelled into this uh, era where there is an accelerated timeline, if you like, of transformation. Uh, and, you know, people have woken up since the U.S. elections, for sure. Um, and one of the things I think we're seeing is that uh, more than ever, we're open to the idea that we're living in, um, you know, a nonlinear uh, reality and that, that quantum leaps are possible. Things, things I think, have occurred on the political spectrum that were so unexpected to so many people that one of the effects of it is it's opening people up to um, much um, the greater possibilities of of uh, you know, sudden leaps, quantum leaps, um, and you know so there's def- it's definitely a dangerous time I think uh, where we're seeing much of the human shadow emerging, uh, hopefully for purification. Um, but I think the, the the flip side, the positive side of what we're seeing is. Uh, people are coming together in ways that are very poignant, uh, where human connections, um, coming together in community is, um, you know, I think, becoming so much more uh, a priority. Uh, and so I also feel like uh, we're going to be discovering in this time the power that we have as the people to co-create our reality, that part of what's taking place is a maturing process where we're being forced to sort of withdraw our um, dependence on uh, the, 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 the historical powers that be um, to realize that we have to take things into our own hands, um, you know, in conjunction with uh, responsible leaders that are still in the system. Um, but I think it's this great evolutionary driver uh, to force us to to you know, you know to wake up, to get very creative, and move towards the new, move towards what's fresh. There, anything that's of the old has absolutely no support right now, in my experience. Uh, and so, you know, it, it's a it's an exciting, if dangerous, time, uh, exciting time to be able to. Um, you know, open to very new possibilities uh, and to live in an accelerated uh, evolutionary timeline. What do you think ca- is causing it at this particular time? What factors are playing in here? Mm, well, I mean, I think it's a very complex uh, situation, um, but I feel like on a on a spiritual level, what's happening is that... Um, there that you know evolution is you can't stop evolution there there isn't an evolution of life and consciousness on the planet uh i feel like we are being drawn toward uh, ultimately a more integrated planetary wisdom civilization uh and what is happening in the process is you know everything that's in the way of that needs to come up and out um, the hope is that it doesn't have to play out, act, you know, it doesn't have to act itself out in literal ways, 
Uh, I think that's where it's up to us to help influence how it plays out. Is like if we can hold the vision, if we can bring our consciousness to bear on um, the highest and truest possibilities emerging, that we can um, help to make this an initiation into that higher level uh, where the, there's a purification that takes place that doesn't have to result, hopefully, in um, you know, it being acted out literally on the highest stage. I don't think there's any guarantee. Um, it's, we're definitely playing with fire at the moment. Um, but, you know, I feel like there's enough. What's interesting about our situation is for all the apparent regression that we're seeing playing out, uh, there's also a lot of development in culture and in consciousness that can counterbalance that. So my deepest prayer at the moment is that you know, that um, developed culture and consciousness can um, uh, can can bring forth you know the highest possibility of this situation and and, and uh, um, transmute it so we can have a, a rapid purification um, and make our way through. So it sounds like we're being called to step up as the stewards we were designed to be. Is that what you're seeing? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's now or never. You know, <laughs> there's no more time to postpone. Um, we are awake now. And we, you know, there are dangers ahead that I think are going to... We're not going to go back to sleep anymore. Um, and... So, you know, yes, we have to wake up to our role as stewards of the earth and we have to decide within ourselves, you know, are you willing to stand up on the planet now uh, to claim this planet for the forces of life and love? Um, how much are you willing to, to incarnate, to really, really, truly incarnate and to be here, you know, in your full divine uh, power? Uh, that's the question for all of us right now, and you know, um, I, I hope the answer is we're ready. <laughs> you know, Dave, I'm going to ask you a personal question now. It seems like a lot of us that are very, very involved in this movement, this spiritual movement, kind of came that way. Like we've had this driving thing all along. Is that the case with you? And what can you tell our listeners to recognize if this is theirs to do? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in some ways it it, it was, although I had a, a very specific awakening that happened to me when I was uh, 19 uh, that, that definitely changed the trajectory of my life. That, you know, it wasn't like I was on the path as from a little as a little kid. Uh, uh, so I think it can happen to people in different ways. Uh, things, you know, often people have a brush with death or something that tends to wake them up in a different way. I mean, this is what I think is interesting about our moment is we could be having a collective brush with mortality that could serve as a, you know, something that wakes all of us up. Um, so, you know, I think, um, uh, you know, I think everyone's story is unique in that sense as to we have a, we, grow, we were born into a family and a culture that tends to uh, give us this, the the traditional story about what life is about what's important uh and a lot of that you know has taken place within west you know for most of us within western capitalist society so there's a certain narrative about 
you know, what life is about to achieve uh, material success in a certain way. And then in different ways, something can break through that story where we connect to something that feels more real, that's, you know, a, a deeper sense of interconnection with the unity of all, where there's a very different story that emerges about what's actually important, uh, and it becomes much more about um, finding ways to express that unity, that essential unity, and bring it into all aspects of our life and ultimately all aspects of our culture. So basically stepping out of the illusion and joining in with all that is. Yes, absolutely. The, yeah. what, can, mm-hmm. what can you tell our listeners, uh, we have a couple minutes left, what can you tell our listeners from your perspective is the single most important first step they can make to join this movement? Well, on just on a practical level, to go to our website, GaiaField.net, sign up to our mailing list. We are constantly putting out um, announcements about uh, events and projects and classes that you could participate in. So, uh, you know, I think that would be the simplest, simplest way. Ken, is there some um, dark side of subtle activism? Can it be dangerous mm-hmm. in some ways? Mm-hmm. Um, I think like any power, it can be abused, and it depends on the intent of the practitioner. So there are stories throughout time of where people, you know, black magic, people have engaged in, uh, you know, people, some people say the Nazis were engaged at those levels uh, intentionally, and even in, you know, shamanic traditions, there's stories of uh, shamans who would... Um, send you know, magic darts to their enemies and things like this. So um, uh, all of the uh, lore on that realm says that when we engage in that way, you know, it, it, it rebounds back to us ten times. So um, it's, it's obviously very unadvisable, but, um, you know, it can exist. But again, this is where I feel like practicing in groups uh, can help alleviate a lot of that where the group can tend to balance out those um, uh, individual ambitions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, David, time flies and we're out of it, Mm -hmm. but I can't thank you enough for being with us and sharing your beautiful perspective and wonderful gifts. Thank you so much, Gwilda. It was a a joy to be here. Mm. Our guest this hour has been David T. Nicole, the author of Subtle Activism, The Inner Dimension of Social and Planetary Transformation. David's website is GaiaField.net. This has been the Science of Magic. For in-depth exploration of leading-edge subjects from numerous viewpoints, join our email family to receive our topic-driven episode collections at thescienceofmagic.net. Love to hear from you. Comments, questions, or suggestions? Email me at info at thescienceofmagic.net. Until next time, dear ones, may you be blessed with knowledge and comforted with love as you wield the power of spirit.